I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Also, I'm Kate Jinks. I'm Brody Lancaster, and the New Year's resolution simply will not stop coming. They won't, will they? <laughs> Are you resolved to not have any resolutions? I'm just going to keep going, keep going till December. Every week, I'm going to talk about something else. I'm improving. Okay, what have you improved since we last constantly spoke? optimizing? <laughs> oh no, no! <laughs> I'm on a cleanse. Just kidding. Kind of. I'm trying to sort my virtual my virtual life out, specifically my phone life. Mm. This morning I woke up from a dream about Mark Zuckerberg. What? It was so weird, Jinxie. I had a dream last night that I was like doing PR for Mark Zuckerberg. And I'm sorry to like talk about my dreams, but I told two people today and they both laughed. So it was so strange. It was Halloween and Mark Zuckerberg was like going as a Target employee to Halloween. (laughs) And I was there like geeing him up, like encouraging him being like, Mark, this is going to fucking slay. And he, he like was wearing this like red polo shirt and he was holding up like the, you know, the barcode scanner and he like held it up to his temple and then pressed the button. And for him, it's like cosplaying a s- service employee, you know? Uh-huh. And then as soon as he pressed the button, my fucking alarm started beeping next oh, to my no. bed. And I was like, Sorry, is this the opening scene of a movie? Uh, my alarm is like bleeding into my dreams. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cinematic, I have to say. Yeah. Have you been reading about Mark Zuckerberg? Have you like quit Facebook? Why? I'm not really looking at Facebook. The only thing I can think. Not to go too far into dream diary territory. Let's go there because on Saturday night I went to dinner with my friends Minna and Simon and 
Simon was talking about, um, Mina and I were just kind of like talking about TikToks we liked, Mm -hmm. um, to one another. And then Simon was, uh, talking about this video he had seen about Mark Wahlberg's daily routine. He was like, he wakes up at 4am and he's, he prays all the time. Like he's always Mm -hmm. praying and he's constantly optimizing and prays for like three hours or something. Yeah. And I was responding to him with additions and questions about this story because when he said Mark Wahlberg, I heard Mark Zuckerberg. And I was like, yeah, he's probably doing that biohacking thing that Silicon Valley guys do <laughs> yeah. where he like sleeps every three hours for 40 minutes or something. And then when he said, yeah, he's like a born again <laughs> Christian and prays a lot. I was like, I thought he was Jewish. And then we realized they're different, different marks, people. Different yeah. people. Different marks. So anyway, all this is to say. Mark Zuckerberg's infiltrating my dreams. I'm talking about TikTok at a dinner. Mm-hmm. So I woke up this morning and deleted it from my phone. Good. I deleted the TikTok app from my phone. Well done. I also took off my Bailey Hakawa phone case, which makes it really comfortable to hold mm-hmm. my phone. And I put a regular normal phone case on. So now the little dent at the bottom of my phone kind of like irritates my oh, pinky yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, what's that guy in the Da Vinci Code where he like <laughs> wraps barbed wire around his thigh? Like that's me holding my phone now, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do they call it? It's like aggressive architecture. Yeah, <laughs> hostile architecture. Hostile architecture. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the, the Apple iPhone. Yes. Yeah, don't take us off um, Cool Girl Summer Apple. We love you, but I don't want to hold, I don't want to hold my phone all the time. No, I get it. Yeah. So I moved my favorite game, Blossom Blast, to the second page of my home screen. So mm-hmm. I'm, it's not there for me to play easily. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these are some of the things that I'm doing to just like cleanse myself, optimize my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul Meskel haunts my dreams. I told you this. You've told me this. It's really odd. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. We just we're just shooting the breeze. Yeah. Constantly we're just having some kind of nice conversation always. In, like, the outdoors. And you remember your dreams really vividly. Really vividly. Always in the outdoors. Interesting. Yeah, I have very, like, hideously vivid dreams. Yeah. Like, you wake up exhausted, remember everything, remember dreams from years ago. Fuck. Yeah. A lot of people, I I guess, besides the waking up exhausted, are hearing you say you're dreaming vividly about being outdoors, talking in depth with Paul Mezcal, and they're jealous. Well, I mean, they're fine dreams. He seems really nice. He seems really nice. From what I can tell in my dreams, he seems like a really nice guy. Good chat, as they say in Love Island. A really good chat. Yeah. He's a good chat. Huh. Yeah. Love. Yeah. I am, <laughs> I'm not on like a digital detox as such, but I'm just like- trying to set my year up. Mm. God, we're going mm. like for the boredom straight away, aren't we? I hope not. I hope this is exciting. Oh, my God. I'm I'm interested in hearing everything about what you're doing to set your year up. I don't care if anyone else is, <laughs> truly. Okay. All right, good. Well, I'm just doing all those things that like maintenance uh-huh. issues, uh-huh. like taking my dog to the vet and getting like his little health checked. He's doing very well, tip top shape. Oh, thank God. Really good. They're particularly pleased with his teeth and ears <laughs> and he has lovely movement through his legs and uh, I, did, I didn't know what you were going to say he had movement no. through. <laughs> he has movement, great movement in his all extensions. areas. His extensions are great. I need to work on my extensions and movement through my legs. Well, I'll send you to Lizzie at Johnson Street Vets. <laughs> she can help you out. The best vet in in Melbourne. I'm going to shout out. Shout out. And they were playing 
Velvet this is two weeks in a row with vet name drops. I've got a, I've got Crown a flag. Street Vets in uh, in Surrey Hills is my other <laughs> other choice. They're playing Velvet Underground today in the vet. And do you know what? I really enjoyed it. And then the vet, the the vet, the GP I go to, they're always playing the Beefy Twos in the reception. I'm like, how? In a North Melbourne, have I become that I'm like, yeah, I love this place because they play my music. I love it's- the waiting room playlist <laughs> in my vet. It's so ridiculous. At my toy poodles vet. Exactly. Um, but you know, I like got my car serviced. Mm-hmm. I'm like cleaning out my dishwasher. I spent hours cleaning my barbecue on the weekend. Oh, that's a hellish experience. I once had to clean an air fryer. Oh. Not my own. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing like those sorts of dull things. I started going back into the office regularly. Which How are we feeling? It's it's good for me. Yeah. It's like setting up time, like more kind of designating proper time to like the admin side of things, the mm-hmm. writing side of things to the viewing. So mm-hmm. that's good. Although when I went back in, I was like, I'm so set, like first day back at school kind of, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah, got yeah. a little bag packed the night before that whole thing. And then I got there and realized I was like, great. I've got like my pour over coffee set up. I've got my, <laughs> like, I've got a cr- big crystal from like Joshua tree. I've okay. Got my- we have very different desks. <laughs> I've got my like plant in a little jar. I've got, you know, all that sort of thing. Very minimal. I'm keeping it very minimal. But sure. now I realize I didn't bring any food. Like, <laughs> like that's what most people would do. But <laughs> I love that the crystal A made the cut and B is considered very minimal. Yeah, it is. I've it only is. got one. <laughs> and it's just a plain quartz. So it's not like a really, you know. Not too gaudy, yeah. <laughs> not too flashy like the others. Yeah, exactly, and not being topaz. God, <laughs> you're not a psychopath. No, <laughs> I have one of those like hot desking situations mm. in my office where you can't really keep any personal effects. They drive me crazy. Not the personal effects thing, but I really am f- like I do not want to have to. Like I want to know where I'm sitting. Yeah. Yeah. I generally sit in like, it's like one of three desks pretty much. And it's generally one of two, but I did catch myself this morning going in a little earlier than I needed to be there just so I could make sure that my favorite chair oh. was at the desk that I wanted to sit in. The and chair I was is important. all plugged in and mm. set up before anyone else came. Mm. Yeah. This makes it sound like my workmates are monstrous and they're no. really not. There's no, one other person <laughs> who just sits to my right. But you want to sit where you want to sit. I truly do. Mm, I yeah. get it. Yeah. What else? What else is going on in your life? You've been watching anything? I've been watching one to two things. I've talked to you before. <laughs> one to two things. <laughs> well, Keeping I, it minimal. I don't count 90 Day Fiance as a show that I'm watching. Uh, you should. But I did realize that I woke up this morning and turned it on while I ate my breakfast. And then when I had to start getting ready for work, I was like, 
oh man, <laughs> I want to keep watching. Every episode is as long like as kid watching cartoons before school. I love putting the TV on in the morning. Really? Yeah, it's so fun. I've never thought about doing that. It's it's usually my podcast time, mm. and like I just walk around the house either carrying a little Bluetooth speaker or my phone blaring a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I live alone. For anyone wondering if I'm just the worst <laughs> roommate ever, but yeah, putting on a, a show, especially when I'm doing like a full binge of like ten seasons of a Housewives or something, mm-hmm. you get one to two episodes done before you go to work in the morning, depending on how early you get up to go to the gym that you don't end up going to because you're watching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Um, I decided to watch the season that has Big Ed, kind of like meme material, Big Ed and Rose. And he goes to the Philippines to meet a girl he's been talking to on the internet and he gets very sweaty and he doesn't cope very well in the heat. So it's relatable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are two people doing Australian uh, meetings, like catfishy style meetups Mm -hmm. internationally. And there are two American guys going to Russia to meet women that they've talked to. But yeah, 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days is um, every episode is as long as a film. They're 90 minutes long. There's just no way I could watch that. It's insane. It feels like you've watched a whole season of a show and you've watched two episodes. Oh, God. Um, But there are so many characters to check in on. Baby girl Lisa and Usman in Nigeria. You know, like the the classics. (laughs) So that's the show I haven't really been watching. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't tell anyone, guys. But I did watch all of season two of Winter House. Oh. A kind of Bravo spin-off of a spin-off. I know somehow. Of a spin-off, I guess. So technically at the top of this family tree is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which spun off into Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And watchers of Vanderpump Rules will remember the backdoor pilot of Summer House season one years ago. And then some cast members from Summer House and Southern Charm during COVID. They just needed more shows, so they sent them to Vermont for the winter. And so it was just the same shit as Summer House, Mm. people hooking up, partying, being really obnoxious, but it was in the snow. And so they then had another season of Summer House, then another season of Southern Charm, which I do not watch, but I maybe I need to to complete the, you know, cinematic universe. (laughs) And now there's a second season of Winter House, which I avoided for a long time because Craig from Southern Charm, who's dating Paige from Summer House, is just monstrous in the first episode, but I stuck with it and boy, was I glad that I did. Okay. Yeah. But that's me. That's all that I've been watching. <laughs> Jinxie, you have um, changed your mind on one of the shows we talked about last week. Well, yes, I gave an impassioned report on the L Word Generation Q. And also did mention that the Thanksgiving episode I had just watched was probably the worst Elwood episode ever, new series and old. I believe you said they forgot to write the episode. They did forget to write the episode. <laughs> it was atrocious. Whoops. Uh, but the latest episode, BL, is like glorious. Really? Yeah, for anybody who like was a big fan of the original series and then couldn't really do it with Gen Q season one and just fell off. I know that there are a lot of those people out there because I know most of them. It yeah. Feels. <laughs> They've told you. Yep. I implore you to get back into it. Like just jump, just read some Wikipedia, read some like recaps on Vulture or something. Uh-huh. 
auto straddle. Does that still exist? I don't know. But <laughs> the girl's got to go somewhere. Exactly. But because the planet's not open. But yeah, look, there's someone returns. And I'm not talking the musical episode return. I did not say who returned for the musical episode last week because I did not want to spoil it. And I still will not. But okay. somebody else returns this episode and it is so good. Can you tell me? No, I'm not going to tell you. Can we cut it out and you tell me? Whoa. So that's great. And also the Rosie O'Donnell storyline continues to just break my little heart. I love that she is in like a butch relationship and it's just, you don't really get to see that on TV much. Yeah. And it's really delightful. Especially like older women. Yeah. And even the young people this episode weren't that bad. So that's great. <laughs> that's a glowing review right? from you. The I know. younger people weren't bad. They weren't even that bad. I mean, yeah. I like I like Finley, but anyway. She's got too many problems, I've heard. <sighs> they give her too many issues. Anyway, <laughs> that's about all I've been watching. Mm-hmm. I did finish uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah, it ended where it ended. It that's, sure did end. You know, that's okay. Well, Look, you say it ended where it ended. It kind of ended and then there was a just a mini series about Jen Shah going Three to New months York later. to plead guilty. Yeah, I know. And so I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. I like how the um, episode and the season ended with – God, I just realized we're about to have reunions. Fuck my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode and the season ended with Heather kind of admitting that she – like Jen maybe did it and Jen – Turns out is not someone to defend Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly at the expense of all your other relationships, Heather. She truly is not. I love that she had a party for um, not her book release, but just the cover of her book. I know. Speaking of TV, though, BL, I haven't haven't been watching much of it, but I have been reading about it, that's for sure. Have you read that Rachel Syme piece about the network's, like, head of global development? I, I've heard about it. I've heard about like the Netflix interview. Yeah, Netflix is famously quite, uh, they don't reveal, as a company, they don't reveal too much. Like, you know, you yeah. can't get their stats, yeah. all that sort of thing. But I'm quite, I guess they thought that, like the PR department thought, oh, well, it's a New Yorker profile, so it won't be – like it'll be fun. It'll be okay. It will be thorough, but it will be okay. Yeah. Highly recommend reading it. Um, it won't make you feel good about your TV <laughs> habits, that's for sure. I mean, the thing is, is like I'm kind of up to here with Netflix, you know, like – if I'm watching something on Netflix that um, they've acquired that was produced by someone mm, else, sure. sure. If I'm watching a Netflix-produced show, I just – the genre for everything is just exposition. Like every show opens with an explanation of who people are, what their motivations are, and what's going to happen next before it hits two minutes in, mm. you know? It's it's absolute lowest common denominator, like brain fluff, not even brain in a hammock, like brain oozing through a, a potato masher, you mm. know? Like I was trying to think today of like – shows that I really enjoy on Netflix. And I did really enjoy Heartbreak High. I yeah. did enjoy the reboot of Heartbreak High very much. Yeah. Um, kudos to the crew behind that. Totally. But I had Netflix when it was like a DVD mail order subscription. Yeah, yeah. I think I still have a couple of DVDs that I never sent back, but whoopsies. And then yeah. everyone's talking about Wednesday. I thought she was like a right little cunt. I couldn't stand her. <laughs> 
<laughs> the dance, I can't even. <sighs> also, and I like her. Like, I think she's a good actress. Uh, I think she's, she's fine. fine. She's fine. I didn't like that Gucci dress. She looks fucking tragic at the Golden Globes. Yeah, no. The one person wearing a necklace. Have you heard about necklace? Gate. What? No. So everyone's been talking about how, and by everyone, I mean like two TikToks I saw last week, about how in times of recession, celebrities forego like visual displays of like obscene wealth, like big diamond necklaces, <laughs> you know? So they can be- Which they don't own anyway. They don't. But like, you know, you're on the red carpet, you've got your hair and makeup and earrings and rings and, uh, you know, couture gown. But the fact that they're not wearing necklaces is like some kind of symbol of recession and celebrities uh, are these like glittering distractions from like the realities of like economic hardship, but like not wearing big diamond necklaces shows that they like get it. <laughs> I mean. And people are offering up Jenna Ortega in uh, that tragic dress that she looked, the hair was worse. And then um, she had a big necklace on and they were like, someone didn't get the memo. But then there's like, I, oh. I then saw like a montage of like red carpet photos from the last like 10 years. Mm. And it's like, there's nary a necklace in sight. Mm. Um, so it's one of those kind of like the last person you hear making a, well-argued point is like the one you believe and oh, God, repeat. I need to, wow. I haven't heard about Necklace Gate. Yeah. I think I've just given it that annoying name. I enjoy it. Necklace TikTok doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. I did think that her dress looked like it was made. I know it was Gucci. All of the extra bra straps that you get when you buy like a push-up bra, like, you know, like a strapless bra. The silicone and then you get those like extra things just in case you want to do like a T-strap, just in case you want to do an X-strap at the back. Like that is what that dress looks like. Just me. in case you can figure out how to get a cross-back bra on. Yeah. But yeah, look, I'm not saying cancel Netflix or I still have my Netflix subscription. Yeah. I talked about how I watched all of Emily in Paris last week, but this yeah. profile is not just about Netflix as such, but about all of television at yeah. the moment and what yeah. is happening in streaming culture. Yeah. And it's the best thing I've read about it so far. Mm. And we'll link it in the show notes. Great. I can't wait to read it. Um, we both watched some new trailers. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Ari Aster. Oh, he back, oh baby. <laughs> I cannot wait for Bo is Afraid. <laughs> the fucking kooky little bitch is back. Yeah, it's um wow. Yeah, I love I mean, you know, we've been talking for years, decades even, mm. about how like trailers give too much away. And this and, gives you nothing. And then you see the Bo is afraid trailer. <laughs> and like, I was like, Oh, someone write an explainer article <laughs> for me, please. <laughs> yeah. It's uh I, I love the Parker Posey in there for a hot second. A hot second. Oh. It kind of do you know what it was giving me? Mm. A kind of some Todd Salons like who is he? Where's he going? Is he gonna is there gonna be like two people playing him? Who knows? Something's going on with Bo. Is that his name? Who knows? Joaquin Phoenix is it's got needs to see a dermatologist. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And I also cannot wait to see Are You There God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, that trailer is, is this sweet. The first adaptation? It's the first feature film adaptation. Okay. I mean, there might have been a TV or yeah. made for TV. I don't know. Mm. I've certainly never seen one. That's quite wild to me that mm. there aren't more. I love Rachel McAdams as the mum. Oh, I need to reread that book. It's been many years. I reread it a couple of years ago. I think Did we you? talked about it on the pod when we first were oh, talking yeah. about like books that we, like when you're having 
reading struggles, like struggling to get into books. That's right. And uh, and I greatly enjoyed it. It took like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm set for that one. Yeah. The film is set in the 70s. Oh, yeah. So the styling, ooh la la. Such an excellent decision. Oh, really good. Uh, we talked also very early on in the podcast about Babysitter's Club, speaking of Netflix cancelling mm-hmm. perfect, perfect mm-hmm. things and beloved book adaptations. Netflix also did recently acquire the Babysitter's Club movie from the 90s, which it's like perfect 90s cast, style, set, et cetera. Ellen Burstyn as the neighbor. Mm. Oh, is it in the Requiem for a Dream cinematic universe and she's about (laughs) to have a really hard time? Who knows? It's open to your interpretation in Stony Brook. (laughs) I will just never get over the original TV series. Oh, I know. Over the next two episodes, we're going to be discussing some of our favorite problematic blondes on screen. <laughs> Power hungry, <laughs> hungry probo blondes. Are we rooting for them or are we rooting against them? Who can say? Who can say? This week, we are going to be talking about Mithrigan. We will be going into some spoiler territory, but like light spoiler. Like, we're not going to talk about specific scenes as such or real things that happen. It's basically like you will see this stuff in the trailer or if you read a single review of the film. Or if you've ever seen a horror movie, truly. A hundred percent. But if you are, you know, worried about spoiling the cinematic experience for yourself, I'm going to play a little noise. You can pause, look in the show notes, and you can skip forward to our also also's because you do not want to miss the also also's this week. Ever. 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 You also don't want to miss Megan. Get yourself to a cinema. Run, don't walk. The <laughs> Megan, we saw it together, Mithrigan, if I may. If you're nasty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we saw Mithrigan last week and I, look, I'll be honest, when I put it on my Instagram story afterwards and I said, movie of the year, I'm fully serious. Half a dozen people replied and said, are you being serious? And I said, yes, run, don't walk. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> my friend Sezi, who has seen many, many horror movies with me in the cinema, did say, oh, I bet everyone in there enjoyed you yelling out and like- <laughs> I was like, I was sitting next to Kate and I had to apologize for saying, oh my God. And, oh no. Oh, she's there. Don't do it. Don't do it. She's there. Every time there's a, a, it was very funny. a quiet moment to build tension, I have to say, oh no. It was, you did that in Barbarian as well. Like, don't, don't, no, 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 such a good time in the cinema. Truly such a good time. Like I think we all watched the Megan trailer when it came out. And if you didn't, you know, it, it makes it seem like you're about to watch like a comedy horror, campy kind of memeable, so bad it's good Mm. kind of film that you're going to go and you're just going to laugh. And yes, Megan is very funny, but it also is like, It's just good. It's not even so bad it's good. It's a great little horror movie. Totally. And I keep seeing people tweeting in particular of like, like I see this film as an actually good film. It's not just (laughs) trash or whatever. And it's like things can be camp and a good film. Something can be funny and also quality. Like also think often camp is 
it's a conscious decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just. That's not your interpretation no. person on Twitter. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the text. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but Megan, I don't know, do we even need to give a synopsis for this one? Alison Williams plays a toy designer at a kind of high-tech conglomerate um, run by Ronnie Chang. <laughs> pretty funny to see this role. That was a little surprise. Yeah. And her sister and her brother-in-law who have a 10-year-old daughter, um, they get into a car accident and the little girl, Katie, her parents die. And um, her aunt, played by Alison Williams, is the, you know, takes custody of her. Doesn't know how to be a parent, doesn't know how to kind of like show empathy, is very – engineering brain, women in STEM, hashtag (laughs) coding with Carly Kloss. But she's been working on this prototype that is basically a little, a little gal pal who she names Megan Mm -hmm. stands for something like model three generation, L word generation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And Megan, you know, she has to look after Katie. She has to, not allow her to be hurt emotionally or physically. And the way that Megan interprets that (laughs) is very subjective. Yeah, she takes it a bit too far, doesn't she? Antics ensue. Yes, they sure do. (laughs) It was directed by Jared Johnston, a New Zealand filmmaker, um, produced by James Wan and Jason Bloom, friend of Andy Cohen. They're the big names on the poster, Bloomhouse, James Wan of Saw fame. He's Australian, right? Yep. And he also made – he directed Malignant, which came out last year. And Jinxie, as we were leaving the cinema after seeing Mithrigan, I was like, oh, my God, you have to see Malignant. It gives me similar vibes. And um, sorry to use the word vibes. And it wasn't until I got home that I realized they were both written by the same person, Akila Cooper. And oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, how funny. And I didn't know it until, yeah, after I'd seen them both. So it has a real kind of like comedy kind of B movie, genre movie, like heart and spirit mm. behind it, which is really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I found this much more comedic than scary. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be, despite having seen that funny trailer. Yeah. Seeing the dance, obviously. But I thought that it wasn't quite as scary as it could be because it was so high on the comedy end. Mm. But that's not a diss. I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the level of violence within it as well. Yeah. Megan's ability to kind of like, you know, she can like throw her voice and like the kind of like tech abilities that she has. The It leaves a lot of room for the filmmakers to like really fuck with like what she can and can't do. She's not mm. just like Megan's powers aren't just contained within her little uh, robot body. No. You know, and when they start having a lot of fun with that, like really, really the darker stuff starts coming mm. out. Yeah. There will definitely be a Mephorgan and a Mephivegan. <laughs> like truly. Meg Foran? Oh, yeah. Hmm? I don't know. It's like a New Year's glasses where you have to keep moving the numbers <laughs> to allow your eyes to come through something. <laughs> But like you, you can feel the sequel coming. Oh yeah! Um, during like the kind of like final scene, Megan, Megan is truly like a 
a Chucky style. I mean, that's a, <laughs> it's an easy comparison, but like she, she will rise and oh, continue to rise. She will. Yeah. Yeah. Like her look is pretty funny. It, she reminds oh. me so much of this doll my sister had in the seventies. Yeah. This is a bit older than me. And she had this one really creepy doll that was like her, like, like the height of Megan. It yeah. was called Wendy Walker and her limbs moved with you so you could walk with her. Anyway, she wore these wow. amazing brown leather boots that I just loved. I feel like the doll, look. the doll versions of um, Megan that I remember always had like Mary Janes and long white mm-hmm. socks, which feels very me- – she kind of dresses like a preppy private school girl. Yeah, she does. Girl. And then she's got like basically Chloe sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where she first walks into the house and takes off her sunglasses, <laughs> I had a sudden flashback to literally Alison Williams as Marnie in season one of Girls when she's trying to be like a corporate art world mm-hmm. queen. But I was also getting flashes of like Anna Dalvi. Oh, very. Both Olsen twins. Yeah. And I did lean over to you at some point and I said, she reminds me of Tinsley Mortimer. She And I said, she reminds me of Nicole Kidman. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in Megan. Look, she, you see what you want to see. She's a mirror reflecting <laughs> us back at ourselves, <laughs> et cetera. Truly, truly. Yeah. But it is so like terrifically camp, this film. But it does go deep into, not deep, but it goes, it delves into, Anna delves into <laughs> the like area of kind of grief and it you know talks about like attachment style you know all that kind of thing yeah I really liked that it did deal with that but also that there was this um the idea of this woman who has no real sense of parenting or mothering Mm. but she's obsessed with toys I really liked that angle yeah clearly that company needs Tom Hanks in big like (laughs) they need to employ that kind of kid an actual kid Yeah. yeah it has that kind of vein and like plot line of like our relationship to technology. Mm. Everyone in this movie needs to have a digital cleanse like me, delete Mm. the apps. But it doesn't beat you over the head with it. You you know, you're not coming out being like, actually, Alexa's bad, you know? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It's like it's there, but it's not – It's it's fun enough for you to kind of, it's not trying to guilt you into anything. It's just trying to like make you have a really fun time at the totally. cinema. It's basically like, hey Siri, play Megan yeah. is how you will come out of the yeah. cinema. I could have done with a little. Do that. You'll need to turn off airplane mode. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Keep, well, we're keeping that in. <laughs> oh no. She heard me. She's listening. <laughs> she heard me. <laughs> She, this is so weird is that after I came home from seeing Megan, <laughs> I was laying in bed and just scrolling on TikTok and I I literally had the thought of like, I need to stop and just go to bed. And then I like did one more scroll and my screen froze. The bottom of my iPhone screen did something I've never seen before. It went all pixelated and pink and oh. like like little pink squares appeared and then it froze and shut itself down and rebooted. It literally was Megan. Wow. She's here. You're dealing with Megan on like a Mercury retrograde, which is really dangerous. Megan in retrograde. Oh, my God. Before your Siri interrupted us, (laughs) I was going to say that I could have done with Megan being like 
30% more like bloodthirsty. Mm. Um, I mean, she, she didn't hold back, but I think the film held back a little, like, did, I don't know if you felt the same, but I kind of felt like the, the final set piece of like, you know, the, the Megan toy is about to be unleashed on the world. And then like the final showdown happens. I could have done with like 12 to 15 more people feeling the wrath of Megan in oh, that 100%. sequence. Or like she causes like a car pile up or something. Mm. But they literally have a building of children that yeah. she just walks away from. She walks away from Why it. Why is she and, doing that? And gets into a car because she can she can control technology. Mm. Um she's like throwing her voice, but also like taking phone calls on other people's phones. Love it, love like, it. But with her mind. The Megan logic is oh, it's, you can't question no. it. It's perfect. <laughs> But apparently mm-hmm. there you is. You choose not to. You choose not. You can't. Suspension <laughs> of disbelief and me- suspension of Megan in that little rack that they oh, tie her up mm-hmm. in. The uh, screenwriter Akila Cooper has said apparently that a bloodier, quote, bloodier unrated version of the movie might be on the way. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm quoting an article there. <laughs> That's not her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's there's kind of this urban legend now that there is more Megan and that they had to tone her down to get, like, the cinema rating that they got. Oh, that's interesting because I really wanted her to be more bloodthirsty like yeah. you. Like every time she would whip out any kind of weapon, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Megan. Talking about bloodthirstiness just made me think also like imagine Megan looking after uh, being the friend of a girl who like just got her period, like <laughs> Megan's like ginger snaps or something. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. If you are in Sydney and want to see Megan, there is a very special screening happening at Golden Age Cinema and Bar in Surrey Hills, hosted by Jared Richards. It's called The Doll's Kill Party. It's a screening of Megan. There will be prizes. There will be competitions. Oh, my God. I really wish I could see Dance it. Dance contest? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the, the cinema is playing it normally, but there's yeah. also like one particular party, which I would be really fun. fun. I wish I could be there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Megan is It's like I, we said it last week about – what did we say talk about last week that you had to see on a big screen? Triangle of Sadness. Mm. Megan is like go with a cinema full of people. Yeah, it's very much see it with other people. Yeah. It was so fun. Every time she walks into a room – you laugh. Yeah, and you do. So does everyone else. It's like she's in the window. She's a fuck. She's always in the window. She's always in the window. <laughs> the woman in the window. Exactly. The girl on the train, etc. <laughs> I have um a couple of see also's. One of them is Malignant, which I mentioned before. It's streaming now, so much easier to access. It was kind of like the culty word of mouth movie from. I think 2021 or last year perhaps. But, yeah, um, also written by Akila Cooper who wrote Megan. Also the director's 2014 debut, Housebound. Um, this is a see also for myself because I'm going to seek this out to watch it. I think it's on Shudder, but it's about a woman who's under house arrest in a haunted house. Oh. Yeah, fun. And then my final see also is just Brian Jordan Alvarez on TikTok. Uh, he plays one of Alison Williams' like co-engineers of Megan. Um, and at one point they're trying to figure out what Megan's going to look like. And he pulls out this big blonde wig, which <laughs> is very funny if you have seen the character work that mm-hmm. he is doing on TikTok. One of his, one of his gals looks very similar to what he wanted okay. Megan to look like. Okay. I've got a couple of C also's as well. The Bad Seed. Oh, I love that film. Mm. And also The Innocence. Oh, it's like, what is The Innocence? It's a kind of very classic horror film starring Deborah Carr. It's like, you know, a governess 
moves into a mansion to look oh. after some creepy children. Are they children? Etc. Oh my god. Uh, but also her, the Spike Jones film, which I actually rewatched recently on huh. a plane. Yeah. I hadn't seen it since it came out. I really liked it when it came out. Uh, but it's essentially about like an AI outgrowing the user, um, but in a more like empathetic human relationship way. Yeah. And the film really stands up. I Does have to it? say her. I thought it was really, yeah, I really enjoyed it watching a second time. But that is kind of like Megan. But also Baby Boom. I'm always looking to see also <laughs> Baby Boom. And this, you know, they are both about women who inherit children that they did not want. It's true. Our career-minded gals, Diane mm-hmm. Keaton and Alison Williams. Yeah, it's all about power. Alison Williams is so good in this movie She's also. She's very good. I'm enjoying this career path for her. She really knows knows what people expect from her and she is just like the brunette lady hmm. you're kind of rooting against always. Yeah. But in Megan, you also kind of want you know, you don't you're not sure who you want to win oh, at the end of the I day. I agree. Yeah. All right, Jinxie, it's time for our also-also's. If you're new to the podcast, this is just the segment at the end of every episode where Jinxie and I play a game of tennis and just take turns hitting back a recommendation at each at one another. It's Australian Open season. It's, I've got it on the brain. Do you? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Speaking of Netflix, there's like a tennis show that Nick Kyrgios is in. Okay. I'm not – I say I'm not going to watch it. I'll probably be talking about it next week with you. <laughs> anyway, we're talking. We're doing our also also. It's our recommendations. Jinxie, please save me from myself and go first. What's your first one? My first one is a tennis also. No, <laughs> my first one is a wear also. I'm obsessed with these things. They are the Humphrey Law socks from HB Archive. We've talked previously about HP Archive Melbourne label that is really wonderful and very transparent ethical clothing company. They make really beautiful uh, items of clothing in a like beautiful fabrics, but they break down exactly who's making it, how much every single thing costs. It's fantastic. Anyway, but I have been buying these Humphrey Law socks. They are so good. Humphrey Law is an Australian company that was founded in 1947 in Melbourne. They are still going they're making, you know, everything out of alpaca, cotton, merino. Oh, I'm loving every second of it. Gorgeous historical socks. Mm-hmm. And um, and Holly from HP Archives, I think she stocks the best colors. You can get absolutely lost on the Humphrey Law website, but I say just go straight through HP oh. Archive because that's where the good stuff is. Uh, I bought a pair, like three pairs, one in like a – cobalt blue one in like a fairy floss pink and one in a pool blue which is like a light blue i liked them so much that i placed two more orders within two days wow yeah because i just couldn't and i replaced all my socks because these are the perfect socks they come in short and like long and they stay up, but they do not dig in. There is no oh. elastic to dig in. You lifted them up and showed me that 
while we were w- watching the trailers for Mithrigan. Exactly. And I was so impressed. They looked lovely. They're really, really great because I find I like I'm a big socks and sandals wearer. You are. I do I do love it. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to get like cute socks that don't truly dig in. Well, and they I, aren't too thick. They also. aren't too thick. Anyway, so these are just divine. And um I was lucky enough, I think it was mostly because I bought so many pairs of socks that Holly actually delivered them to me the other day. And I, yeah, I just got rid of the others. Yeah. Yeah. Raved about them in person. Love them. All right. Well, I think you've influenced me because it's hard to get a good pair of socks. It is. You would think that it's not, but it is. When people talk about getting socks as a Christmas present as if it's something to sneeze at. It's not. If you're my family listening to this. And my God, I hate a synthetic sock. Yeah. They just make my feet itch. I hate the idea of them. Mine Yuck. are mine have all been worn and washed so much that they're kind of rough on my feet. Oh, you but don't I have that. I kind of have cankles and like wide flat feet. It's hard for me to find a good pair of socks. These are it. Oh, I'm revealing too much about myself here again. <laughs> my first one is a nails. Also, it's a product called Builder in a Bottle from the nail polish line, the Gel Bottle Ink. If you are a regular at a kind of independent nail salon or you have a close relationship with your manicurist as I do or several manicurists, um, you probably have heard about Builder in a Bottle or Biab as it's abbreviated to. Oh, my God, Biab. It's essentially like (laughs) you know how people, um, you know, we've got gel on one end and that's like, you know, you put your nails under the curing machine. It's kind of feels like regular polish but it dries fast, stays shiny, long-lasting, et cetera. And then the other end, there's kind of like SNS, which is like the dip powder and they're filing your nails. It's also really fucking unhygienic and bad for you. Sorry to anyone who's still getting SNS, but don't. Builder in a Bottle essentially has like the strengthening of SNS, but like the feeling of gel. So I uh, am constantly breaking my nails and they're splitting all the time or I pick at them and I weaken them based on my own bad behavior. Um, and I've started getting builder in a bottle manicures and they just, they're exceptional. Okay. Yeah. Like look at my nails right now. Well, they're very cute. It's a great little design, but you wouldn't know that the base of this is like basically being sculpted out of gel to like form the appearance of like a strong, healthy nail. That's cute. Anyway, it's hard to explain because it's like, no, it sounds like a good thing. A kind of manicure, but like keep an eye out for it. Try it. If you're a thin-nailed or short-nailed gal, it'll give you a lot of strength in your nails and don't get SNS. Okay. Biab. Biab. <laughs> <laughs> Biab tree. Is that a thing? Anyway. Mm. My next one is a plan also. It's the Butch Camp calendar. Oh, my God. It's Ooh. so good. So Butch Camp is um, an Instagram account at Butch Camp. It was started by Isabella Toledo and Rosie Everly um, a few years ago. I think it's been going for a number of years, but they started making calendars in about 2019. I ordered mine like last week. I couldn't wait for it to arrive. It is a singularly useless calendar. (laughs) Like you cannot plot anything on this. You can barely write on it. But it is such a delightful object to have in your office or your home office or your home. It's uh, <laughs> or anywhere, anywhere. It's so any good. combination of the three. <laughs> mm-hmm. You flip it over each week, and it has the dates down the bottom. 
but each week is accompanied by a phrasing or observation of what they consider butch camp that's not straight camp and it's not gay camp, it's butch camp is the whole vibe. And they really, really make me laugh. And I'm just like, it's hard to do it justice by just talking about it. Yeah. I need, so, a, vi- I need a visual. I'm going to Google it. Well, we'll put it on our Instagrams for our also authors, but um, I'll give you a couple of phrasings uh, as examples. So last week's was, this will not end well tattooed on Nan Golden's forearm. <laughs> so that's, that's what you're looking at all week. But the first one, the thing that really made me buy it, apart from loving their Instagram account, the first week was Patricia Highsmith smuggling pet snails across borders in her bra, which shout out to our Carol Poodle episode. Very butch Am I camp. Right? And this week is Susan Sontag wearing her trademark intellectual diva outfit in Terry Castle's obituary which I tracked down today it's like this great piece in the London Review of Books anyway it's a very damning portrait of Susan Sontag and her friendship her friendship with Terry Castle wow anyway it almost feels like a chat bot oh like a tweet bot or something you know for sure yeah yes anyway it just makes me laugh so much I love it I wonder if no Lydia Tarr wouldn't be in it would she Oh, she, yeah. She qualifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she oh, yeah, qualifies. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if she'll appear. I See, so yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I enjoy so much turning it over each week that I have not looked at you any other ways. No, I will not. Oh, love that. I have an entree also. If you are in Melbourne and you're having a pub dinner or even just a drink at a pub, specifically the Royal Oak Hotel on Nicholson Street, order the onion rings. Okay. Crispy, delicious. Everyone's getting chips for the table. I say get the onion rings. If (laughs) onion rings are an option, I'm getting the onion rings. These ones come with a side of sour cream and chives dip. I don't think it's really just sour cream, but it looks like it. It's just a white (laughs) dip loaded with fresh chives. Okay. It's friggin' delicious. Thank me later. Oh. That's my recommendation. Onion rings in a refreshing frosty beer oh onion rings and a montenegro spritz don't mind if i do on saturday night that sounds delightful great air conditioning in their dining room too if you book for dinner (laughs) noted uh my last one is an it also Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i never know whether i'm being too boring with my also also's right i mean we often have really fun ones sometimes you'll recommend like a spa or something glamorous and other times we recommend like i don't know batteries well but the thing is, i bring it up because i mentioned recently on like socials that i bought a blu-ray dvd player oh yeah and i've had a lot of people contact me asking exactly which one it is so i'm just gonna tell you that's my also also this week physical media it's back baby it's a laser bd 4000 blu-ray and dvd player in black it's 139 dollars at officeworks mm. it is i think the only region free dvd blu-ray player available in australia oh region free, free dvds as well yeah whoa yeah 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 so i bought this because you might remember that a24 released their souvenir one and two on blu-ray and we both bought it not owning Blu-ray players. Yeah, we just want to own it. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, I need to see this. Yeah. And I also really wanted to watch I Shot Andy Warhol, which I have my original DVD for because it's not on streaming. Mm-hmm. There's an absolutely shitty quality version on YouTube at the moment. Yes, like, I tried to watch it. Yeah, I couldn't deal with it. No. Anyway, so this did the trick. Just do it. Yeah. 
It's good. Physical media is back. It's never left, baby. No, it hasn't. Have I ever told you about my lifelong dream, which is to um, reclaim everyone's DVDs that they've been looking at and going, I don't really have room for this. I pay for streaming, but I can't get rid of my favorite DVDs. Mm -hmm. Take them all, open a video shop. Yeah, that's a great idea. Go to every op shop that people have donated their DVDs to, buy the good ones, open a fucking video shop. Yeah, well, it was really sad that Film Club closed down in Sydney recently. Yeah. So that was fantastic. If you are a Melbourne-based fan of physical media, it's just a bonus recommendation. Picture search on Swan Street in Richmond. They put an ATM out the front a few years ago, and I think the ATM fees have kept that place going. Mm. But, like, you'll get lost among the stacks of VHS and DVDs. Okay. It's, It's wonderful. Good. Yeah. I spent most of my early 20s there. My final one. He's a froth also. <laughs> <laughs> I recently, in the post-Christmas sales, um, while buying my alarm clock, actually, from Maya, I was browsing some coffee at-home devices, and as well as getting a little mocha pot, I decided to splash out, and I also got the Bialetti Tutto Crema Milk Frother. And so instead of... You know, if I want to make a flat white or a cappuccino at home, um, instead of getting one of those little electric whiskey things or like a Nespresso frother that both run on electricity, I just got this little manual pot. It's kind of like a nonstick jug. You put your milk in it and you can heat it up on the stove just very gently. And then after a few minutes, I'd never time it. I never test how hot it is. I just take it off and then you put a little lid on it and it's got two layers of like sieves. Like it's like a French press if it had two discs at the end of the press, you know, it's hard to describe. And you just pump it up and down like a dozen times And then you have frothy milk as if you've steamed it yourself with an espresso machine. That's a good tip. Yeah. And so I'm making these like delicious little frothy coffees (laughs) at home and it's really delightful. It's not even like a, if you want to save $5 a day by making coffee at home, it's just like, it's really fun to be able to make a little cappuccino. I have your little frothy coffee while you're watching 90 Day Fiance in the morning. Kate, you're describing my day. (laughs) I did it this morning. Thanks for listening to See Also. Uh, We would love it if you could pop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a little five-star rating and a nice little review. We do love to read them. And also it really helps reach new listeners, new friends. And you can also follow us on Instagram at See Also Podcast. Yeah, we would love it if you share the podcast with your friends, anyone you're taking to see Mithrigan, perchance. And thank you, as always, to our pals Harvey Sutherland for our theme music and Samuel Hodge for our original artwork. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.